Welcome to Attorney Heart, the podcast focused on bringing awareness to and promoting attorney well-being. Join Attorney Heart as you embark on a journey to improve the quality of your professional and personal life. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. Hello, everyone. This is Fernando Flores, your host of Attorney Heart. And I am really, really excited about Rianne Swafford Harris, who is an associate at Shepherd Mullen. She actually has uh, been working uh, in employment-related matters that focus on representing management side, business side, clients. And actually, uh, Rianne has uh, been doing the opposite of what I used to do when I worked at the Labor Commissioner's (laughs) Office. We didn't have the pleasure of working uh, on opposing sides from one another, but you know, she's handled everything from uh, claims of discrimination, harassment, retaliation, wrongful term, and my all-time favorite that I used to practice and that I still do uh, to some extent on the side, uh, wage and hour cases. So, uh, Rian, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode, and um, yeah. No problem. Glad to be here. And so let's go ahead and get started with just, uh, I provided a general background of the work that you've been doing, but tell us a little bit about um, you went to UCLA Law School and you went to yes. Riverside undergrad. Yes. Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your journey as to why you decided to get into this uh, awesome field. <laughs> uh, well, my mom actually always tells me that I never had like another career path in mind, whereas most kids, maybe they see something really like cool. I don't know. Uh, they want to be a veterinarian or a fireman or something. Um, and she said that I used to watch the, the Cosby show a lot and I just really like keyed in on Claire Huxtable. Um, and so I was just like, mom, like, what does she do? Even though like her career wasn't like emphasized like a great deal on the show. I just was like, well, whatever she does, like in life at home, like, you know, I just, just, I wanted to know. And so my mom told me, you know, she was an attorney. And then from that moment, I just kept saying that. I think I kind of just like manifested it because I never like looked into other career options. And fortunately, um, I do enjoy my career and I still like what I'm doing. So it worked out well. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, for, for I provided again that general background as to what you do, but can you tell us in more detail, like what kinds of cases it is that you tend to have on your docket, and you know what kind of uh, uh, trouble do you like to keep your clients out of? Yeah, so uh, I tend to do a lot more advice and counseling and wage and hour class action work. So with that, it's more about keeping uh, corporations in compliance with the changing wage and hour landscape, especially in California. Um, It's a very employee-friendly state, which is great on the one hand, and it's great job security for me, but it can be difficult for my clients to just kind of keep up. Um, and stay up to date with all of the like new legislation and then things that are pending and we try and get them to be um, instead of waiting to the last minute to make those changes to kind of be proactive about it we will tighten a lot of their handbooks um, their policies even things such as like properly displaying notices to your employees could get an employer in trouble even if they are doing the right thing um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of legislation in California that says you actually have to have the notices of your employee rights posted in a non-conspicuous way in an open area. And so just very minor infractions can lead to major, you know, fees and penalties for them um, because if it affects one individual, 
that person can say, you know, I work here uh, in this position and everyone who works here in this position, it has been affected in the same way. And then you have a class action. So maybe that $50 notice posting fee is going to be multiplied by the number of employees they have, you know, at that location in that position. So, you know, people can get themselves in trouble where you, where you would consider something very minor and it can turn into like multi-million dollar um, exposure. Yeah. It's true, and you know, especially you're referring to like some of those uh, private attorney general act. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> added to to those uh, different lawsuits, and they can definitely yeah. add uh, for yeah. that looks minor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, let me ask you, in terms of your particular law firm, right, mm-hmm. where you work at Shepherd Mullen. I mean, this this uh, this is definitely. Uh, a larger law firm, you mm-hmm. have offices, not just in the U.S., but also in Europe and, and other in Asia, in Asia as well. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've talked to a lot of attorneys who work in, in big law firms as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that they definitely work uh, long hours. Um, can you speak a little bit about what your work schedule looks like and also how you try to maintain some balance? Uh, yeah. So um, I write everything down. I really try and schedule my day, you know, by the hour. It might seem silly, but, you know, I'll schedule like, okay, um, I want to wake up, you know, at 530. I want to make sure I'm at uh, the trail by 550. I want to be, you know, off the trail by 640. So I'm back in the house by seven. I give myself, you know, from seven to 745, shower, makeup, get ready, 745 to eight. I walk my other dog. I have two dogs. Uh, So the small one wants some attention in the morning too. Then by eight o'clock, you know, I'm in the car. I'm headed to the office. um, And then I'm in the office probably from eight to eight or nine, sometimes 10 or 11. It kind of depends on the day. Um, or excuse me, from nine to however. But it, uh, so I do that schedule twice a week um, on Monday and Monday and Friday. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, I get up at the same time, but I don't do my run. I will go to the office. I'll be in the office by eight. And then at 7.30, I will do a workout from 7.30 to 8.30. And then if there's something we need to wrap up, I will go back to the office. But I will work out, you know, with um, either the next building over or within my building. So it's still very close. I can get back to what I'm doing. So it's very long hours, but I try and at least take like an hour um, for myself for a workout. And then I feel like at the end of the day, even if I'm getting home at 11, I did something for myself that was like healthy. And I feel less like guilt about it. Or if, you know, sometimes you need like some type of pick me up when you're like in a thick of writing emotion, right? Or maybe you had a ton of calls for client counseling and people are just being very difficult and not listening to you trying to help them, right? Uh, so sometimes <laughs> you might go into the, you. <laughs> right? Um, so I don't always want to say no to that donut in the kitchen, right? Like I don't always want to feel like I'm depriving myself of those chips if it's just like a quick pick me up that I'll just you know, to make me feel better in the minute, like, you know, for the five minutes I'm eating it, that's sometimes enough to get you through the second half of your day, you know, your night shift is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm doing something that, you know, gets me to be active, at least in the day, uh, regardless how long it is, I feel less guilt about it. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of makes it easier to push through. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Rena, yeah, because I was going to ask you, actually, when you mentioned 
um i hit the trail i was like oh so you you, you, you mean like it's in a trail run or a trail yeah like, that's so yeah cool. trail run yeah i take so we have two dogs one's a 88 pound lab and so and one's like a little eight pound multi poo so for the bigger dog you know uh he likes to run the trails and there's like a creek out there and it just gives us some time to bond and i also don't feel that, that like dog mom guilt of not seeing my pups all day like i spent some time with him and then I know at least for the majority of the day, he's like worn out sleep from that, right? So he's less bored, less likely to mess around in the house, you know, or get into something. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of what we do to kind of stay connected. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love I love running and in particular, I love trail running. I, yeah. You know, and, and that's uh, something that I've, I've really enjoyed over over the years. And, you know, sometimes when I get busy, I don't do it as much, but I always mm -hmm. try to get back to it and yeah it helps me recenter refocus and and really stay grounded so yeah I, that's totally awesome and <laughs> um in terms of what you were mentioning uh when you have the long days and and you start i think you said tuesday wednesday fridays um you do workouts in the afternoons uh mm -hmm. i mean you're at that point you're in the city right you're not going to the trail no uh, no no so, like, um, so what do you do so on those days <laughs> So on Tuesday, Thursdays, um, I usually do as if my coworkers will do like lifting. Uh, we we kind of all have equipment in our offices. Um, we have like medicine balls, some uh, some dumbbells. We have uh, like a step up situation. Uh, we have a jump rope. So a lot of like body weight stuff, uh, lighter dumbbell weights, a lot of lunging and stuff. And we'll just grab a conference room, you know, because uh, by that time uh, the labor and employment group tends to work the latest. That's just kind of like how it is at larger firms. We have a ton of work. So by that time, the other groups are pretty much gone. So we can grab a conference room and we'll just bring the, the blinds down just in case someone's there. Um, and yeah, we just we just work out together. There's uh, there's four of us that do it regularly and people will switch in and out. But there's four of us on a, that are the most consistent. And um, we do that together. And then on Wednesdays, I will lift at the gym next door. There's uh, So in San Francisco, like there's a ton of buildings and they're like high rise and within the building maybe on the basement there's a gym or you know different things like that so the building right next door the tower next door has the gym that i go to so i just like go across the little bridge walkway uh, mm. it's like a three minute walk so it's very convenient that's awesome yeah so you know i've been practicing for over 10 years and mm -hmm. i had never thought of you know connecting with my coworkers and then just you know <laughs> basically making each other accountable for exercise yeah and it's literally a standing calendar appointment on all of our calendars so so you'll yeah. include it on your calendar and you oh know. if it doesn't get calendar it doesn't get done even i agree with you <laughs> that's true yeah date night better get calendared yeah <laughs> it's not getting done yeah <laughs> that's so awesome that's so awesome and, and the fact that you can you know find your support despite you know it sounds like your team all having very busy schedules um yeah you know building that in right into your calendar sounds like a, a really good strategy and yeah that's awesome so um that you know that's the the work that you've been doing that's how you uh you know build exercise into your routine um working uh as much as you work uh Rianne, what other things do you try to do in order to maintain balance and, and wellness in in your life you know um, in one of the, the earlier, the, one of the very early episodes, I really uh, talk about how 
as attorneys, we sometimes find it difficult because we work so much to really make yeah. you know, holistic well-being, one that em emphasizes exercise and, you know, like social and, and physical and intellectual and spiritual, yeah. and emotional, right? Um, mm -hmm. you know, what are some other things that you as an attorney try to try to incorporate into yeah. your, your life? Because you're really connecting not just with um, attorneys at, at your firm, but the other mm -hmm. attorneys who are preparing to join big law firms and are going to be working a lot of hours, you know? So right. What other tips do you have for them? Well, uh, so I am a spiritual religious person. So one thing that I try and build time in is in the morning, like in my commute, um, whether I'm like waiting on carpool or I'm in the carpool already, I will read a devotional and that just kind of helps me like stay centered and grounded. And I'll like kind of think about the message and kind of let it resonate with me because it's very hard to like do wrong when you know better. I mean, it's possible and people do, but um, when I feel like flustered in the moment of something that's going on, maybe like opposing counsel is very upsetting to me. It just kind of helps me to like have like inner peace regardless, or, you know, maybe I get a very, uh, critical critique on a writing that I've done, um, like a motion I've drafted, or even something simple like an answer, right? They're like, oh, you left off all these permanent defenses. You know, what, what were you doing? Were you asleep? I'm like, maybe, you know? <laughs> um, so it helps, me to, <laughs> it, um, it helps me to just like keep some like joy in my heart, regardless of like my circumstance, right? Because like happiness is based off like what's currently happened, whereas like joy for me like comes from you know my family like my faith and just having that core foundation is very important to me um and I mean if that's not you know your thing like I think anyone could just um you know take the time in the morning to find some type of blog or website that just puts out a positive message to you right and just like fills your core with that so you have something to carry in the day when things do and never get tough that's something that you can like resonate on or think back to or maybe draw some energy from so that's something that i really like to do um and one thing so you know i i do practice big law so i do make decent money and I try to be uh, not frivolous with my money, right? Because I also am on like a very uh, fast track to get my student loans paid off in five years. But I don't spare expenses when it comes to food. So I, you know, I know eating healthy, right, and holistic and, and whole, it's like a privilege because it is very expensive, especially in San Francisco, uh, where I'm, you know, there 12, 14 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will try to eat very balanced meals, you know, so for, for breakfast, I eat the same thing. I have oatmeal, I put a little granola um, uh, my office will usually have fresh fruits out, so I can put like blueberry, raspberry, and maybe drizzle some honey. Um, I try and drink black tea versus coffee, um, mm. just because it's a little bit better for for you. Uh, for lunch, I'll try and have something like really plant based, like a salad, or like if I have something a little heavier, it usually makes me like sleepy. So I try and like stick with like a salad or maybe like a poke bowl. Like those are like very light things and healthy. Um, and then if I have dinner at the office too, um, I might have something a little heavier. Like I have like Indian food or something, but I will make sure I get like a very good side of vegetables or, you know, I try and stay away from like a lot of, I don't ever eat processed or fast food. I'm, you know, I will just, I mean, I don't want to, I don't like to sound like, Oh, no big deal. But, you know, I will just, I would, I am in a position where I can, you know, do like a caviar or Postmates, right, and get my fine dining versus having to like do something quick and do fast food. Mm -hmm. um, I can just 
do it from my office and then just like meet them at the door. And, and you know that I know that's a privilege, right? But like that's something that I'm not willing to sacrifice because I need those like healthy whole, whole brains to be able to function at like the level that I'm required to for my job. Well, I think, I think, I think uh, it's also how you look at it, right? You know, if you end up paying a little bit more for, for food that's healthy and sometimes eating healthy doesn't necessarily have to cost more, but it's really yeah. an investment in your health. You mm-hmm. know, it, one way or the other, it's either, you know, you're, you, you, you pay for food that is healthy yeah. or you, uh, or later on, you're going to end up paying at a medical cost. One way or the other, you're going yeah. to pay it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I really like what you mentioned in terms of even, cause that's what I work with, with my clients who, um, have trials and I try to bring that awareness. Like, look, if you eat a heavy meal, you're going to potentially be at a disadvantage during the afternoon session of a particular trial because yeah. <laughs> it's going to be not just working, uh, past what you ate, but now you're all, you know, you have to be in there fully yeah. full of energy when your body's like just in a different state. Yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely. Um, and so it sounds like you try to build in, not just in terms of food, but also activity in the, in the evening so that you mm-hmm. can get it, it, you know, through what you mentioned is like your night shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let me ask you this. You, you mentioned family. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, having such a, a, a busy schedule, uh, how do you try to find balance and maintain connection with your family as well? You know, because um, if you're if you're working so many hours and you are in the city for that long, you know, long periods of time, um, mm-hmm. you know, how do you make sure that you also connect and and when do you find that time or what do you what do you try to do? Yes. So, I mean, that is a sacrifice that me and my husband have open conversations about. And we just understand at this uh, stage in our career, we're, you know, and in our lives, we're in a building stage. So we don't ever, like, make the other person feel guilty, um, you know, for working long hours or just for doing what, you know, we need to do long term for the life we want to live, you know, the life we want to build together. And it's very reasonable to have feelings of, like, oh, I miss my spouse or this and that, but, like, not everything necessarily needs to be expressed and I and what I mean by that is you might think you're innocently just letting them know but you know that could weigh on them in a different way when they don't really have the option to leave and go and and be with you right so we try to never guilt the other person um for the hours they put into their career because we're both very passionate we love what we do my husband works for a tech company in the city as well so um when we're able to do we we're work we work walking distance right so we'll grab lunch that doesn't happen all the time you know but maybe like once a month you can grab lunch together or um if he's working late on something and I'm, I'm always working late on something he could always come to my office and just you know work with me uh we'll have dinner there luckily my office um we're a pretty young group and we're pretty tight. So like we know each other's spouses. So, you know, another partner of mine, her husband is an attorney as well. And he works in like two towers over. So we, he'll often come over in the evening as well. And like we'll kind of have like a family dinner or something, you know? So uh, we'll try and do things like that. But I, we don't have like, oh, I'm going to be home by eight o'clock every day. I promise. And we're going to have dinner together every night. Like that doesn't always happen. It, it really does not happen. <laughs> um, Right now we don't have children, so that's uh, that helps, you know. So I don't have to worry about like child care or being there for my kids in that way because that's that's different, and that would be unfair to tell them like, oh, be okay with you know me never seeing you. 
Um, so other, we, other ways we do connect are like on the weekends, we try and like even run our errands together, you know, just spending time together on Sundays, we go to church together. Uh, we'll usually try and maybe see his sister who lives, um, in the area as well. They just had a little baby girl. So that, that stuff is really fun. Uh, we take two to three vacations a year, usually, uh, two small ones, um, like next weekend for Memorial Day weekend, right? I'm, we're going to leave out on like a red eye Thursday night and then go to Paris. And so we'll have like a four day weekend there. Uh, so a short trip like that. And that will like, you know, the airplane, like all that time is bonding. And then we'll do like, like a one big vacation, like a 10 day, 11 day vacation mm-hmm. together. Um, so, you know, it's the day to day is, you know, a little rough, but honestly, we've, We've tried so many ways of, you know, okay, I'll come home at eight and we'll have dinner together and then I'll log back on. And that didn't really work because I'm just like, you know, when you're home and you're comfortable and you're tired. And I honestly realized like it doesn't make so much of a difference if you get home at seven versus 10 because either way you're, you're tired and all you want to do is like, you know, it's just – I'm just going to like be laid on the couch for like a couple hours until I find my way to my bed versus like immediately going to my bed when I get home. So it didn't make so big. We weren't just like, now let's just talk. We have like all these hours to spare. It's like, no, you know, <laughs> I've been, we've both been talking all day. So yeah, it's just where we are right now and it, and it works for us. So thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I think that's one common theme that I've been hearing from a lot of different Inter, you know, uh, attorneys that I've interviewed, uh, mm-hmm. where it's important to open up that line of communication with your partner. And that includes both your law firm partner, you know, yeah. from, from those attorneys who started their own uh, law firms, and then also with your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And just connecting and, hey, this is, this is where we are now. And like you mentioned, I think that's, those are awesome conversations where you're just able to um, really uh allow each other the freedom to grow professionally how you need to and then also build in the necessary uh times so that you can continue connecting with each other i think that's that's really awesome that's really awesome you know and then that's i think you know that's the best that we can do and also once uh, you know, you have new family members, you can adjust and you can figure it out. Right, right. New conversations. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, some, some of our, our listeners, uh, Rianne, you know, in addition to attorneys are also law students. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, what tips do you have for that new, in, you know, incoming generation of, uh, of law students who are, coming in and want to work uh, at big law and want to uh, not just survive, but thrive. You know, one one of the the things that I'm picking up from our conversation is that, you know, you're just not surviving. You're building in exercise into your days. You're making sure that you connect with your loved ones. You're making sure that you eat well. And all of that at the end of the day is something that adds up and really helps you not not just survive, but thrive, right? Right. for those that are that need to get you know through law school, what mm-hmm. tips do you have for them? Um, I'd really appreciate knowing that from you. 
Yeah, I think that you should. Uh, so one of the biggest things for me was growing up, I didn't have, you know, um, attorneys in my family or within my network at all. I didn't know any. And I went to UC Riverside for undergrad, which for a UC is one of the more diverse campuses. So when I went to UCLA for law school, it was a very big culture shock for me, um, you know, being like the only black person in my class or being sometimes the only brown person, you know. Um, so that, that, you have a tendency to think like, oh, I need to be like these people who are all here in one way. And I would just really um, advise law students to push against that because you got to where they are, like you're in that same space doing what you did, right? And I mean, of course, if there's ways that you can improve, always, but, um, you know, you don't need to, if you're not someone who likes to burn into the midnight, you know, like you'll hear stories of, oh, I was up till 3 a.m. Like, if that's not how you work, you don't need to like adapt to that lifestyle, right? If you're someone like me who would rather get up at five, you know, study before your class, get a workout in, go to your class, or maybe like uh, do your workout in the middle of the day, like, I think you should keep those same habits that got you to where you were um, because you've already uh, experienced a level of success doing those same things so don't think you have to you know um know that you you can influence the culture right and, and you can influence that space and you don't have to let all of it just like influence you so i think that's something that we naturally tend to think like you just have to conform to like the new place you're in and i would just advise you know kind of pushing back against that and just remembering that you're in that same exact space that they are and that you know um you belong there and you don't have to be anyone than you know who you are so that would be my advice oh yeah, i love that i love that that's such good advice and i think i think you're right you know sometimes we try to uh adapt by adopting mm -hmm. tactics that we've never did because we want to make sure that we don't feel inadequate or right. sufficient or that mm -hmm. we don't look like a fraud because we're not putting in hours till three in the morning, you know? Right, right. But you're right. If, if you have uh, done it one way, mm -hmm. that's what's allowed you to get to where you are. I love that. Yeah. And it's kind of like what you're saying about, you know, when I went to my firm and I asked the people around me like, Hey, like you guys should start working out because everyone would always comment like, Oh, how do you make the time? Or like, Oh, you're, how are you still in good shape? And I'm like, well, you could join me. You could do what I'm doing. You know, like, I think it would have been very easy for me to just say yes to every happy hour invitation and go and drink at the end of my day, which is not something that I do. So instead I was like, okay, well, instead of at seven, everyone breaking a drink, like, let's do our workout, you know, instead. And like, let's tell me, tell me how you feel. Tell me how much easier it is for you to like log back on versus going out to drink. And then you're just like, oh, I don't want to do anything else. It kind of like brings down your productivity. Mm -hmm. So I just think that, um, be, be yourself and just realize like they brought you to that space for a reason. Right. So don't be afraid to like, validate that you know like yes you were right for picking me you know i am exactly who you thought i was on my resume and on paper <laughs> that's okay yeah. yeah and i i mean i think adopting wellness policies for yourself on an individual level is really important and then mm -hmm. you know also not being afraid to have those conversations with your colleagues or your higher ups your supervising yeah. attorney the partners is to hey you know, should we adopt some sort of a wellness policy, some incentive, you know, where uh, we are able to support each other or setting up, I don't know, quarterly or monthly, you know, hikes or runs, whatever it is. With Because 
you know, just because you don't connect with your colleagues about it doesn't mean that they're not interested in engaging in these, you know, physical activities. And, yeah. and, you're, and you're right. It's going to be either uh, the push is going to come from, hey, let's go out, let's go have a drink, let's go to happy hour, three, four, yeah. you know, days a week. Or, hey, let's uh, get together and exercise, whether it's, right. like, you know, the type of exercise that you do with some weights. And uh, I love how you're all like, yeah, we have this step situation going on. <laughs> um, yeah. I totally get that. And then, um, or you could do yoga or you could just go, you know, you know, I don't know, speed walking or something. Yeah. Like yeah. There's yeah. so many things, so many activities, right? That you can right. Do yeah, definitely. And I think that another thing that we tend to, uh, more so when you start working, you tend to feel like you have to say yes to every single thing at every single hour. And I think it's really important to manage up and um, carve out space and time for yourself and, and your coworkers and your partners will respect that because if it's equipping you to do your best work and to be excellent, then they're going to want to support that because at the end of the day, the more excellent you are uh, for your partners, you're just making them more money, right? So they're not going to tell you if you say like, you know, um, at this time, I always get my workout in and just gives me an extra boost to like get through the night shift, right? They're not going to tell you like, no, I want that extra hour of billing when if you were to not do that, you would quit an hour, maybe two hours, maybe three hours, you know, anyway, earlier, because you're just like, now I'm so exhausted and I have no extra energy. So if they can, if they can give up one hour of your time and you can give them back two or three, that's a trade they're going to be willing to make and they'll respect that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I want to ask you, do you, do you have any other, you know, just tips or thoughts or comments for either, uh, you know, the summer, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits taking the California bar exam. Um, or for new attorneys, do you have any other thoughts, suggestions, tips on uh, how to get through that? I mean, there's a lot of uh, aspiring future lawyers that you know want to be where you are, right? And 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 potentially are, are looking up to you in that regard. So, is there is there anything else that you want to put out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, just make the most of your bar time and approach it with like. I mean, it kind of sounds cheesy, but like an attitude of gratitude, right? Because you, uh, regardless if you're, you know, funding it yourself, if, you know, you have to work through it, or if you got a lucked out, you got a law firm job who's going to fund that bar recourse, right? Um, there's a ton of people who are not able to take the California bar, whether it's, you know, financial or they have to continue to work, you know, they, they couldn't carve out those, um, I think what is like eight, 10 weeks. Um, so if you keep that mindset, even when it gets tough, just count yourself privileged that you're even in this position to be able to take this exam, right? The quote unquote, write a passage as, as much as we hate it. I think you should like always have a positive mindset. Um, you finished law school, right? Like that's awesome. And it does seem kind of anticlimactic because, you know, I remember I graduated on a Friday and then Monday my course started. Uh, so the work is not done. Um, but I think the bar truly is one of those exams where like you'll get out of it once you put into it. So you can be in that, you know, library room for 10 hours a day, but like make sure those 10 hours are productive because either way you said no to this invitation, um, 
it was a beautiful day. I, I know I was in LA. It's always a beautiful day in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to go to the beach. I didn't get to experience the warm sun. I was in a cold classroom, right? Uh, so regardless of what you're doing, like don't go into that classroom and the whole time scroll on Facebook and you're just like, oh, look what all of my friends are doing that I can't do. I'm so miserable. Woe is me. No, like if you need to delete your apps, if you need to deactivate accounts for a little bit, you know, you know your own willpower do those things, uh, explain to your family and friends, you know, that, that was hard for me because again, I didn't have anyone close to me, um, who's ever done anything like this before. Right. Like a few of my family members have gone to college. Some have gone later in life, but they've never had like the four year college experience. And then to get your graduate degree and then to have to sit for a state certification. So like explain to them how rigorous it is. You know, if you're in California, show them the stats. You know, my family's always like, of course you'll pass. You know, you've always passed your exams. You're so smart. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but there's a ton of smart people who do not pass this exam. Um, so it's great to have that support, right? But like explain to them exactly how difficult it is, exactly that, you know, how long you're testing those six hour days. And I think they will understand if you can't call them every night. They'll understand if you're not answering your phone, if you're not responding to text messages. They, they'll, they'll understand. They love you and they want you to do your best. So just explain to them what you're going through um, and just really make the most of that time. And like for and anything else, you still need to like work out. You still need to eat well. Like don't get in a slump. Don't just start eating crazy junk food. That's not going to fuel your brain. Um, don't just have, you know, sustain yourself off of Starbucks. Like that's, that's not going to help you. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I still worked out every day. Uh, when I studied for the bar and it actually, I, I, um, I normally work out in the morning, but what I did for the bar was I switched to the evening workout because I had so much brain activity. I realized I couldn't sleep when it was time to sleep. Because mm. if your brain is going on the hundred every day, you have some wild dreams. I had the most wild dreams and I was wow. setting for the bar. And I did a quick Google to like figure out why why is this happening to me? And it's it's about the level of brain activity that's happening for you. Mm. So what really helped me was to um at the end of the day when I was done studying, I worked out like really, really hard regardless of how tired I was. I ate a good meal and I took a very, very hot shower so like my body was almost like so steamed that I just kind of melted and I didn't have a choice but to sleep um right uh so that's how I did it that's awesome I love it those are all really great tips and um again in particular like the communication it just keeps going back to that right yeah with the family about hey I'm gonna take this very difficult challenge on and Mm -hmm. I just want you to know especially coming from a background where none of your family members have necessarily taken on that kind of a challenge. I know that they have encountered other types of challenges, but Mm -hmm. this is a very unique one, one that requires a lot of focus and, you know, in a lot of ways, just solitude, right? Right. And so it's, it's, um, it's important to have those those communications so they don't feel like, Oh my gosh, you don't love us anymore. No, no, I love you so much. That's why I'm doing it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Rianne, I feel like I could talk to you for, for a very long time, but um, I really appreciate your insight. I appreciate your energy and um, I appreciate your attitude of gratitude. I'm going to be using that. I love it. And um, yeah, just really appreciate it. And um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, keep up the great work and um, thank you again for, for being on. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me and thinking of me. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Ryan, take care and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Okay, sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.
Hi, everyone. Fernando here again to thank you for listening in to another Attorney Heart episode. If you like this episode, please make sure to give it a thumbs up. And if it can benefit anyone that you know, please share it. Attorney Heart is brought to you by iMatterNow. I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W. Please make sure to check our website at imatternow.com. Again, I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W.com. And join iMatterNow's Facebook page. Follow us for future events and additional resources. Every day presents an opportunity to engage in self-care. And remember that it is not selfish to take care of your well-being. It is necessary. So take care and connect with you on the next Attorney Heart episode.